We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Titans. I'm Matt. With me is Anthony and Tom. And we are three gentlemen that have made bad life choices and end up Titans fans. Tommy, welcome back, mate. Thanks, boys. It's good to be back. And um, obviously not fun to talk about the boys, but um, you know, it's great to be back with you two and share our depression with each other. And, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Misery loves company, mate. <laughs> it does. <laughs> How you going? How you going, Anthony? Yeah, not too bad. I've uh, had a mixed day. I've uh, actually won um, a free massage gun. You know, one of those uh, massage guns from um, my gym today. So uh, won the competition, but then come home and the dogs shit on the carpet. So uh, a bit of a mixed bag to say the least, but. Um, no, it's just good to have us three boys back together. It's it's been lonely without you, Tommy. That's right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've, I've, how long until your missus um, coming to use that massage gun, mate? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I'm like, this is a family friendly show, but um, yeah. I don't know. She's, she, I, I hear it from the bedroom, but I'm not too sure what's going on. But uh, how many speeds has it got? Yeah, six speed, mate. Six gears to go. Six, six, six speed and nine different patterns. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it just goes a yeah triple A battery. I think that does it. So, yeah. no. Nah. you take as long as you want at the gym, honey. It's all good. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's a workout of sorts. So, yeah, we'll we'll run with it. Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third. All right, so we'll move on to a bit of news. We've got a little bit of news. Um, there's a few NRL signings, uh, NRLW signings uh, for the upcoming season. Um, Tommy, you're all over it. I'll, I'll let you run with, with who we've got and, and run through the the ins and outs and uh, your take on it. Yeah, so um, today we announced that Karina Brown will be coming back. Uh, that's a great set signing. Um uh, you know, I think she's 33, but she's playing like a 25-year-old. She adds a wealth of experience, um, you know, and, and she was just solid. You know, she was solid. She ran the ball hard and scored a couple of tries. Um, we've got the big gun back, if I only have Polite. She's back for another year, which is great to see. Um, obviously, with the new, as we all know, that the NRLW is expanding to 10 teams next year. So to get late back hopefully we've locked it down for a couple of years uh, that's you know fantastic to see um, our we've recently signed three new players um, Madison Bartlett from the Dragons uh, she was I think top scorer top try scorer uh, for the 21 comp 
And again, she'll bring a lot of spark, a lot of speed, a lot of enthusiasm. She's a great winger. Um, and I feel like her and Brown on the wings will really just give us that bit more platform and attack. We've signed Hajija Cosby from the Broncos. She's powerful. Like you get her to ball and she's just going to run riot. I think Madison Bartlett plays on the left-hand side. So um, Bartlett with Mosby, probably that, that might be a record-breaking season. Honestly, it quite possibly could. Uh, we've signed Emily Curtin from Parramatta Eels. She's She was used as a bit of an interchange utility, but I think she mainly plays the 5-8 position, which we kind of struggled with last year, um, as we had Kimi Mora, Braley Natty as the 7, and we sort of chopped and changed to 6. So depending on uh, a couple of other players we've signed, Emily might end up being the number 6. Um, Brittany Fralinati, she's back for another year, which is great to see. Our captain, um, you know, she, I, I can't give her high enough praise. She won captain of the year. Um, you know, she's a fantastic footballer, wealth of experience and knowledge about the game. So, so her coming back will be great. Um, the big signing and one of our marquee signings, Lauren Brown, is coming from the Broncos to Titans, which is great. Um, I think she can play centre, 5'8", hooker, uh, very respected goal kicker, which is something we need. And hopefully with her coming back with the versatility, that means our girls might get an opportunity to play in the positions they want. And I mean, in fact, Warren can cover about three, maybe even four positions, depending. And I'm pretty sure we have touched on this before, but uh, Jessica Elliston coming back, our reigning player of the year. Uh, and the legend of the game, Steph Hancock, she's coming back, 40-year-old. Um, you know, it, it's really good to see those girls coming back and the girls we have signed. Uh, got a few others I'm hoping we bring back. Um, I really hope we bring back the likes of Destiny Brill. Um, she had a fantastic first year in the NLW. I think she was our rookie of the year. Uh, hopefully Jasmine Peters comes back to link up with Karina Brown on the right-hand side again. Uh, I fully expect Georgia Hale to come back uh, simply because, you know, being on the Gold Coast and whatnot. Um, and, yeah, so hopefully Kimmy or Braley Natty comes back. She's, I, I would expect her to come back if Brittany's staying. But, um, and yeah, hopefully also too, Shannon Marto comes back. She had a great two games and then obviously got the, I think it was an MCL injury. But, um, you know, she looked very strong in her two games for us. And, um, and yeah, look, look, overall, I can't complain at all with what the club is doing with the girls, with the women's side. You know, fantastic signings, fantastic uh, retention. Bringing back is probably, I think, the biggest thing we had to do and we've done that. And, you know, honestly, I really see us putting a very strong case to going for the Premiership this year. You know, we were, you know, we made the finals in our first year. We almost beat the Dragons, but, you know, hopefully we get some of those girls back, like Destiny Brill, Jasmine Peters and whatnot. 
And yeah, we could probably put a really strong case to go one step further and make the grand final, hopefully win it. Adios. Yeah, it's going to be um, going, going, going into like this year's the last year where it's only six, what is it six teams, eight teams? Six. Six, yes. And then next year it's going to be 10. 10, yeah. Yeah, right. So this is the best year because the talent pool will start thinning out for, for a few years until, you know, more players start coming through. And so when does this season kick off? Um, I think it's around. I, I, actually, I haven't got a clue. I don't think they've announced a date yet. Um, I would fully expect it to either be around when our finals are happening, when the men's are. Yeah, right. Or I think I heard November. But then again, that's me. That's in summer, so I'm not too sure. But um, hopefully it'll be announced in the next coming weeks. So, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it should be. And... Yeah, no, it's really good to see Polite and she was the main one. I think we, we wrapped her nearly every week, us three boys. So good to have her back. And um, yeah, obviously Steph Hancock and, and the likes. So, um, and yeah, as you said, Tommy Lauren Brown, really good signing. Uh, I'm not sure where she'll, she'll play. Uh, the Titans site did sort of say she'll be in the spine, but. Um, obviously, that's that's up to the coach at the end of the day. So, obviously, new coach as well. So, um, no, nah, really good news. And just a reminder to, to all the Titans fans, um, the memberships are on sale as well for the NRLW. It's only about 50 bucks or something like that. So, um, yeah, get around it for the next season. Kickoff's in August. So. August, not, not too yeah, far. They've got to pretty much line up. They'll play the grand final. Around the same time, aren't they? Yeah, usually that's what happens. Yeah, nice. What are you going? Um, all right, so I'll move on to the next one because there's another one I want to touch on, but that'll flow into our into our rant. But um, three times have been named in the New Zealand for the Pacific Test um, in Auckland uh, for for sorry between New Zealand and Auckland, uh, Tonga and Auckland. Um, Isaac Liu, Aaron Clark, and and um, what have I missed up here? Oh, and Mo has been named in the uh, Tonga squad, so um, good reward uh, for the boys. And um, yeah, I don't know. Just I, I thought I honestly thought Mo was good enough for for Queensland this year, but yeah, it is a really weird one. I. Because he, from memory, started in either all three or at least, you know, the, a couple of the Origin games last year he started and he, he was a bloody machine uh, for Queensland through the middle. So it, it was a weird one, especially when, you know, like might be biased and it's easy to forget with how bad of a season we're having. But I'd, I'd have him like above Lindsay Collins. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, it, Lindsay was good in game one, but... Mo's never let Queensland down um, either. So, yeah, really weird. Um, you brought up today, Matt, in the chat, like his stats are still bloody good. Like he hasn't been setting the world on fire by any chance, um, by any means, but he's, you know, he's still he's having getting, yeah. stats than, than most props. 120 metres a 120 metres a game. Like he's get he's got nine offloads this year. Um, 
one, two or three line break assists, tackles at 97% efficiency. Like, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not Jason Talmalolo stats, but you're not paying him to be Jason Talmalolo. He's, you know, getting his 120, you know, he'll, he'll run for 200 every now and then. And yeah, strange run. And especially coming off the bench as well, a lot of the games this year, yeah, you still have those stats. You know, if he was starting, it could be, could be a different story. But um, yeah, Aaron Clark, that's a weird one. Um, like you know, love Aaron as a player, but um, I don't know if New Zealand's sort of going to have him hooker or, or um, a bit of a middle forward role. I guess we'll get to that in the um the preview and the the review later on. But um, that the bloke. Surely isn't the best hooker New Zealand can conjure up. Um, but yeah, and then um, Isaac Liu, he's, he's been solid. He hasn't, hasn't been an absolute standout, but he's been solid. And um, yeah, congrats to the three boys anyway. Yeah. I've just got Isaac's stats up here. It's, it's bloody weird reading. Um, he scored two tries. He's forced a dropout with a, with a kick of 0.6 metres. Um, three try assists, four line break assists, six offloads. Um, he's tackled at 95%, but he averages 42 metres a game. Wow. That's bizarre. And he's played every game. That, that's, yeah, that's mental. Um, I don't understand. And, like, if that's what's getting you into the New Zealand side, then... Yeah, that, that surprised me. I, I thought he'd have a, have a lot more metres than that, so... There you go. Some sometimes you, you don't look at the stats, you don't realise sort of how bad it's been. That's yeah, that that's mental. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um Yeah, I just want to bring up the the, the reports that surfaced on game day on, on the weekend that I haven't actually got that the, the article from, from was it Ricky or whatever, um, but the Titans were gonna Rumours are starting to surface that the Titans are getting ready to, to punt Holbrook and they were possibly going to do it as, as early as um, this week, last weekend, if the Titans got absolutely fogged. They pretty much did. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, yeah, a little bit of um, a little bit of kerfuffle, I guess, on, on online and, and sort of around Twitter about it. Like, you know, this... Everyone's saying, oh, it's not the coach's problem. It's not the coach's fault. It's the players and yada, yada. Well, it is. Like, his job is to get the players to do what he wants them to do. Like, if, 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 you, if, if you're going to give a guy a pass mark because the players aren't doing their job, then you and I can be NRL coaches. Like, we, we, we come up with game plans. Hey. Oh, for sure. Yeah. CBS, score more. Yeah. There you go. That's the game boys plan. Boys up. Concede less, score more, you dumb fucks. Right? Yeah. And, if, and, if, and if they don't, and if they don't, well, it's not my fault. I told them what to do. I'm yeah. Okay. yeah, exactly. That, Easy that, job. That argument to say, oh, it's the players. Well, yes, it is the players not doing their job, but it's the fucking coaches not drilling them and working them and, and getting them to the point where they can't do anything but their job. And it's getting to the point now where... They just—it's like this season is just an embarrassment. Yeah, well, it's it's a weird one. Just going back to the Riccio, I don't know if you boys saw, but I sort of I posted about it, and someone responded. I think um, saying they were blocked, they couldn't see it. 
Um, and yes, yeah, I, I sort of said, oh, Riccio said Holbrook will be sacked if the Titans get flogged today. And Riccio claims he come back at me and said, I never said anything like that. So I don't, I don't know what the hell's happened. It, it was Clarky, I think Clarky's column shared that photo about it. So I don't know if he's got the wrong journalist or what the hell happened. But there's, there's more than like, there's like five people claiming it was him that posted it. So I, I don't know if he sort of got the wrong source and now he's back and backtracking or, or what. But um, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a weird one. Yeah, I mean. Something's got to change. Something's got to change. So, like, you know, that's just pathetic. Yeah, it, you can only you can only make up other excuses for how long um, for so long. So, um, yeah. yeah, me and you talked talked about it a bit last week. Um, what, what's your thoughts, Tommy? You've been away for a bit while all these terrible losses just keep coming in. What do you reckon? Are you still on the Holbrook train, or for me, it's this: Does Holbrook have to go? Yes. Is Holbrook the only issue? No. Um, I do think it is. It is at that point where I feel like it, it needs to happen. The results aren't turning around, and I, I would be a bit more on board if he was trying new things, but. Anything he's trying hasn't been out of willingness. It's been because it's been forced. Like if Kevin Proctor doesn't get injured, he's probably still in a squad. Um, you know, like not not say Jaden's Jaden Campbell's a bad player, but when you have like Paul Turner carving up the Queensland Cup, it was only because Jaden got injured that Paul's now in a squad. Like it's just and just some of the decisions he's making, like a psycho. Like, I understand that he can fill that win spot, but let's be real. If you had to choose between Jojo Fafita, who, again, I've, I've read everything, who's been carving up Queensland Cup, or a psycho, any same coach should be bringing in Jojo, but I feel a psycho's only in there because of his goal kicking. Yeah. Well, we've only got but that's two where the issue but that's where the issue comes into it. What's the point of having a psycho in the squad when we're not scoring points to matter? Like that's that's what gets me. I would rather say a score points and not have a psycho in the squad than fucking scoring ten points but losing by twenty points. Um, you know, and again, it, it's a bit of a hit or miss with Patrick Herbert, like. There's, there's moments in games where you think, oh, okay, this is the paddy that we saw in the All-Stars match. And then for most of the game, he's playing like, oh, fuck, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, he's just yeah, yeah. so hit and miss. Um, who else am I thinking of? Oh, I can't think. Oh, this is the other one that forgot me about this week. Jared Wallace starting over Fodawaka. Yeah. We're not in finals detention. We're not going for a premiership. We're dead last. Why are we putting someone that's leaving the club over someone who potentially will be a one-club player who's young, who's energetic, who's better already by my standards? 
why are we focusing with wallets now? Fodawaka should be the starter. Fodawaka should be in a lineup. And it just, oh, yeah, it's just weird. Things and last week, Aaron Booth should have got his debut with the club. But for yeah. whatever reason, it doesn't. You know, we had a Titans, a Titans socials team put an article about how well Aaron Clark played at lock against the Cowboys. Yes, we got smacked, but Aaron did look good at lock. And we've been banging about it all year. But Aaron should be a lock. Tato for a waker as the props. Again, he keeps persisting with Aaron at nine. And as we all know, I love Eric Clark. I think he has a place in the squad, but he's not a hooker. He's not. He is a lock. And I think he could be a very good lock at that. Um, it just, yeah, like I said, it's just at that point where it's time for Holbrook to go. Um, but like I said, he's not the only issue with the club. And I could probably list another two or three things I think that's going wrong. Um, but I will say, and I think another person that needs to go is Mal. I'm, I'm at a point with Mal where, and, and this is going to go on a bit of a rant, so I apologise for this, but Mal, I think, has been at the club since 2019. In those four seasons, from 19 to now, we have a wooden spoon, one playoff appearance, and now we're back to 16th. He, he was meant to be this game change for the club. He was meant to be the dude that would come in, change the culture, you know, the, the coach that was in charge of the Queensland Maroon Dynasty, the Australian coach, you know, who's going to change the fortunes of the club and let's be frank, the only real significant thing he's done was probably helping Lua for feeder in if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think another issue that we have is and I feel as well with someone like Mayo, when, when you bring in a guy, sometimes bringing in someone that has a strong connection to a previous club might have been the best of things. And Mao and his connection to the Raiders, I feel like hasn't been the best of things for us because I feel like sometimes he just sees us a bit of a paycheck. Like that's, just, that's just me and what I think. But, you know, like you have guys like Matt Rogers, Yes, he has ties to the Sharks, that's obvious. But he has repeatedly stated that he has wanted to come back to the Titans and help. As far as I'm concerned, someone like Matt Rogers should be in charge of the culture. He's a game winner. He knows what it takes to be one of the best. And like I said, and I'm probably contradicting myself, but I said you have male with the Raiders. Um, and Matt Rogers with the Sharks, but the difference is Rogers still played for us. Rogers knows the club knows the fan base. Like, he's someone that should be in charge of culture for me. You know, he played in that period of time when we had, you know, Preston Campbell, Prince, Bailey, Minicello, LaFranchi, you know, the game winners. And uh, as I said, that's just a personal belief of mine, but I genuinely think Mal needs to go. And we have to bring in, you know, Matt Rogers, Preston Campbell, or even promote LaFranchi to the culture manager. Because I know he's been at the club for a few years now and he loves it. And just. Yeah, well, he's, doing, uh, he's, a, he's a scout, isn't he? I think so, yeah. 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 No, yeah, you're, not, just... you're not alone, Tommy. We, that's exactly what we were saying in regards to like Mal 
like, and, and apparently I've read that, you know, because we, we basically said last week, like, he, he's back in Canberra now living and he's just sort of like a far away role. Um, apparently I've read that he actually has sort of travelled to the Gold Coast more often apparently now and having a more hands-on role with the club. But what's changed? What's he doing? Like, uh, if anything, we're getting worse as the weeks go on. Like, he's an immortal of the game. What's he doing? Like, if an immortal of the game can't fire up players or or get players playing their best, like, What's the go? Like, what are we paying him for? Yeah, there's, yeah, hey, there's, there's a lot of, there's, he's, he's on the list. Like, there's so many on the list of what are we paying him for? Like, fucking Jimmy Dimmick, you oh. know, just standing around, fucking throwing the ball around, trying to do, you know, doing trick shots while the boys are not like, just no care in the world about preparation. Like, he's just phoning it in. Um, like, I don't know, man. It's just, what do you like? <laughs> it's just every week it's, it's the same shit. And, you know, the club was turning a fucking page for what we thought. And, you know, it was going up finals, you know. Okay, so they only had a, what, 10 and 14 record last year. And they didn't really, they didn't really, beat any any good teams but like they're not even beating the bad teams this year no literally literally could be winless or only have one win um if not for a a couple of lucky endings a couple more wins on the board but yeah it's just as you said we're not even winning the games that we should win or at least should be you know a really big chance like I just, I haven't been confident in one game, I think, since about round six. Like, I, I can't see, you know, I know we've got Newcastle coming up and um, the the doggies in round 19, but I, I don't know when our next win will be. It's just, it's at that point where I don't think you can confidently call it and say that we will even beat the Knights at the moment. Like, it's... Um, yeah. We're not yeah. beating the dogs if they play like that, like they play like they did on the weekend. Like, oh, exactly. That's right. You know, and that's you know, the dogs. Everyone's been saying to me, you know, on Twitter and and friends and family and whatnot. Oh, the doggies have the spoon locked up. Well, not really. Like, you know, just speaking of dad, he didn't even realize we were we were only on the same amount of points as the dogs. Like, it's easy to forget how bad we've been this year, and. Maybe, unfortunately, people do sort of forget about us at times. But we've literally been a busted asshole this year. Like, our attack has been okay, but our defence has looked probably as bad as it has, if not worse, than 2019 when we won the spoon. So, uh, yeah, Our attack's been good in, like, small blocks. Yeah, five-minute <laughs> yeah, or like even maybe maybe beating that like 20, 30 minute periods, but yeah, like once once they lose their momentum, they just turn to shit. Like yeah. there's just no resilience at all in us. Any any like there's only like three guys that are trying every every week, and and like you know poor Toby, he's trying his bloody guts out out there. He's a kid and he's just getting let down by everyone around him. Mo's um. Mo and, and Tino are just 
Like Tino's just leaving his leaving everything out on the field every fucking week. You see him in the press conference every week. He's like, I want to go up and argue him. Oh, he's in tears. Like, poor bloke is just busting his ass. Like, like you said, I, I don't know how they walk around and look at the poor bloke in the eyes. Like, how can you, like, see what Nino's doing every week? You know you're not matching it. And then how can you even look at him at training? Like, there's a couple of blokes in that team. They should be embarrassed on what they're doing at the moment. Like, it's it's not good enough. It's not good enough when, you know, all the talk around us, all the hype around the club, they had a chance to do something special and this is what they're dishing up every week. And sometimes it's the blokes that, you know, have been there a while or you would expect a lot more out of, you know, like they're just not, not performing at all. And it's, you know, it's disappointing there, like, Guys like Brian Kelly and um, Corey Thompson and, and these sorts of guys that, that have been good for us in years gone by, like, it, it's almost like they're just phoning it in. They're just waiting for round 26 to or round 25 to just, you know, end the season and go on holidays. Like, it, it's bullcrap for professional players to be not given the effort like they are at the moment. Yeah. I mean, and even guys like, Jolief and Lasani have been very bog average this year, like compared to what they were last year. Like last year, they were such a big impact off the bench, and they're just wide at nothing. Like, yeah, it's just as you said, there's about three guys, maybe four, that you can say they might have had a you know a bad game or you know a, a dumb decision here or there, but at least you know. Nine games out of ten, they're ripping in, busting their assholes because everyone's going to have a quiet game. But you know, yeah, as you said, a handful of guys, you know, can count on your one hand the amount of guys that have given it their all most games this year. And yeah, as yeah. you said, it's probably Tino, Mo, Phil Sami's been really good. Um, I chuck a group Mars here. Every time he gets onto the field, yes, defensively he isn't the greatest, but my God, does that man will take the tough uh, runs when the forwards aren't back? Yeah. Oh, bloody oath. Like, you know, as you said, defensively can have his moments, but I mean, who bloody doesn't? I think anyone we throw on the wing seems to have defensive problems outside of, you know, Phil Sami. But um, yeah, how he got dropped is. It's just crazy. Like I don't know the exact meterage, but I'm pretty sure he was in the in the high to mid to high 200 meters run. He earned us a, a, a penalty or two and 80 post contact meters. Like the bloke's just an absolute weapon. Like yeah, he's thank God we've had him at times, but it still hasn't still hasn't gotten us gotten us the win. But at least we've had him to sort of yeah yeah give us some stats and give us a good trial too, but, you know, it's just, yeah, just, you know, he'll, he'll drop guys like that, but he, he'll keep other guys in there and we'll get to that in the review, but he'll keep other guys in there that, that just don't deserve it at the moment, but he'll drop guys like Marju that are at least, you know, at least trying their guts out for the team. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. I'm getting sick of doing this every week, eh? Like, <laughs> coming in and, and as you said, there's just, there's the light, there's no light shining at the end of the tunnel. The tunnel's just getting darker and darker. Yeah. It does seem. I think. I think our joy is faded every week, fellas. It's just. It's um. Uh, it's, yeah. just, it's bloody. News going bad. Yeah, you know, you just wish you had something different to come on to talk about some uh, some good news about the team. But you know, outside of the uh, the women's team, always doing us proud with their signings and their performances. The the blokes, we just yeah can't say the same at the moment, unfortunately. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Okay, moving on to Saturday's game. Round 14, the Gold Coast Titans were defeated by the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 30 points to 16, in front of 14,290 miserable souls. The 30 points of the Rabbitohs came to Alex Johnson with a hat-trick, as all good wingers do. Um, Paulo and Milne also with tries. Cody Nicarima with five for five. When did he start? When did he join them? Um, and for the Titans, the 16 points, tries to Maju. Uh, with a try, Antino with a double, and Asako two from three. And rinse and repeat. Same old same. If it wasn't for Tino, Jesus Christ. Oh, it's it. I was just saying this. For me, as much as I'm glad Tino wanted to back up, the fact that he was the only one that looked threatening. It is quite embarrassing considering, like I said, he played State of Origin on Wednesday and uh, he played quite a few minutes in that game. And then he played, I think, well over 50 on Saturday. And the fact that he had to score a double to even make the scoreline even respectable, that's embarrassing. That, that really, truly is embarrassing to see. Um. And we've talked about it previously, but how does anybody after that game go back into the dressing room and seriously look at Tano and think, oh, shit, I I had a great game? Or, you know, think positively. Not in fact, the captain. Yes, I know he's the captain, you know? You can't even look look him in the eyes as a peer. Yeah. Like... It's so fucking annoying. But Tino should have had to have only played like half an hour in this game. If we're, if this team was serious, he should have been able to come on for a 30-minute stint, you know, keep the flow going, and we go on to win it. That's what should have happened. But yet he has to come on, play 50-odd minutes, and score a double to, yeah. to make the scoreline even respectable. Like, it's just... Embarrassing, pathetic. Like, bro, you can go through the dictionary and not find a strong enough word to describe it. Like, it's at that point, and yeah, we're we are sounding like a broken record every single week. 
or we tried for like 20 minutes and then we shit the bed for the other 60. You know, and it's so frustrating. Yeah. Just... Tino played 47 minutes, had 177 metres, 69 post contact metres, two line breaks, two tries. Um, what else have we got here? Um, five tackle breaks, 17 hit ups. Um, play the ball speed was the fastest on the team, uh, apart from Isaac, from Isaac. But he was second in meters only to, to Greg Marju. Um, like that's ridiculous. Just, just an animal. Like yeah. Every time he carries the ball, like he's just he's such a big boy and. Like I said, I don't know about you guys. He's he's my favourite player now. Like, yeah, I've I've always been big on AJ and these guys, these flashier players. But he's just for his age. He just, you know, there was a lot of people sceptical about him becoming captain, but I think he's proven that he deserves to be captain well and truly. Like he's he's just one of those guys. He he leads by example and. He just wears his heart on the sleeve, the poor bugger. And, you know, if only he had a bit of help alongside him. And like you said, Tommy, to do that days after getting your body smacked to the shit house in origin, um, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, and <laughs> guys tried hard. Like, you know, Bowie Fermore had 140 metres, Mo about the same. But uh, I don't know, our bench is... As you said, Matt, Jamin and Sam Lasone just haven't been themselves this year. Like, they just haven't been threatening at all off the bench. So we lose all that bloody momentum when they sort of come on the field. And, um, yeah, what can you say? Sam McIntyre, I was happy, but him performing, you know, 60-odd metres, like, it just opens the door for God forbid Kevin Proctor. He's on that extended, extended bench for this week. Like, yeah, how did he not do more? You know, you you just go through it and you think there's just a lot of lot of blokes that just you, you wouldn't even know featured in that game. Yeah, and um, yeah, Jermaine Zarka fullback. How he thought an idea like. What? What are you thinking, Justin? Like, I just don't get it, man. Like, Paul Turner's been killing it, and he's been playing fullback. Like, you've got a guy who can play nine. You've got a guy in Tanner Boyd that could play in the halves. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm, I, I just don't know anymore. Yeah. I mean, who would have, who would have thought having, um. It was, was it Herbert and Masters on the same side defending next to each other? Oh, fuck. You would have no. thought that's a bad idea. <laughs> like, who, like, what made, what made the, that's, more that's annoying? The, the first try for, for Alex Johnson, right? SN Masters was 30 metres off or 25 metres away from the touchline. And he was our last man in defence. Like, it, they, all they had to do was just lob a pass around, and he, he just he could have walked backwards into the fucking dry line. Yeah, it's just oh, man, it's just dumb. And it, like, 
how how are the boys supposed to make smart decisions when the coaches are making smart decisions? Exactly. Yeah, it 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 starts from the top. The the uh, the old cliche like, you know, how he keeps it. Yeah. Like and um, you know, I thought. Going back to a positive, Tom, I'll let you share this. You're, you're the one that found it. Um, our, our mate Toby, he he had a bit of an underrated performance. Uh, it's kind of gone under the radar because of because of the the way we're going at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah, to Toby, I I can't believe, but I was I was on Twitter the other day and um, someone said, "Oh." How many meters did you know Toby kick for? And anyway, I've gone on and had a look. He had 22 kicks for 711 kicking meters. Jesus, that that is bizarre. And he had, I just I can't get over that. And he's what 21? Yeah. And he's and he's the only one for kicks. Like I don't care if Saka had one kick for 30 seven meters or whatever the fact that he was the only one that entire game kicked and that's where we're saying if you put Tana Boyd at six then put Mars no not Mars yeah Paul Turner at a fullback bang you have a five eight who will kick yeah but instead you play Turner at six so again he wasn't awful he wasn't amazing but I'm hoping the more games he plays the more confident he'll be to try stuff but there is no world Toby at his age should be having to kick that kick that often and kick that many meters. No. Like I, I just it makes me bizarre and uh, it's just That's so insane. fucking annoying. I'd love to right. know for the stat stats people out there what is the record for most kicking meters? I, I had a little look then and I could only find really that like Milford in 2016 or 2015 kicked for about 640 metres or something. And um, and another stat I shared with you boys and I, I did post on, on the timeline, but it just goes to show, like, I, I'm a Toby Sexton fan and, like, I, I'm just having a little look through the stats and um, he's actually, he's leading the competition in um, forced dropouts, I think he has about 19 or 20 from memory. He's got to have 20 now because he had 19. That yep. was the last. Yep, there you go. So he's reached the 20 mark. Um, obviously, forced dropouts aren't everything, but just compared it to some other halfbacks, and I think like Cleary and Cherry Evans had about 10 or 12 between them. Um, Adam Reynolds had about six. You know, so some of the some Moses had about six, like some of the premier halfbacks, you know, I've got less than half of what he's got. And it just goes to show I think he's you know, he's trying his best. And as I said, force dropouts aren't everything, but it's showing that there's a game manager in there that's you know, he's got us repeat sets which are crucial in games, like he's got us repeat sets to try and produce something try and score points, but we obviously just haven't been able to finish it off. So uh, just goes to show that I just, I'm glad. One thing I'm glad about is Holbrook didn't listen to these, these Titans fans on 
Instagram and Facebook specifically that have been calling for him to get dropped. Like, it, there's a player in there. He's, uh, you know, it's, it's not Toby's fault. Like anyone that's been anyone that's calling for Toby is a fucking moron. Yeah, he, he, he's been he's had a very good rookie year. Like the, the kids, he's played what ten? Like what? What is it now? Fourteen. So he's played not even twenty games yet. No, in his career. And he's, you know, as you said, he's leading the league. He's double in, in repeat sets. It's not Toby. Fuck. No. Just no. shut the fuck up. Yeah, he's he's doing what he can, you know, kicking meters and forced dropouts and, you know, like the Broncos and the Cowboys games. Like, he's trying his guts out to any other team, you know. He's, he's probably... He's probably being talked about as, you know, one of the underrated players of the year, but playing behind this forward pack, like, they're giving him nothing. And, yeah. you know, they, they're being dominated, our forward pack, outside of, obviously, Tino and Mo. Like, they're being dominated every game. So, as a halfback, to even have those stats in it, you know, when you're behind a weak forward pack, like, that's bloody impressive. And, you know, I just... I just wanted to, yeah, rolling on off Tommy's stat there. I just wanted to really give Toby a big shout out and yeah, just give the kid kids some love. Like he's just been getting battered from sort of NRL fans and casuals and yeah, idiots that don't watch watch games, Titans games, like although they're probably the smart ones at the moment. But um, you know, yeah. like um just just sort of bring it back to earth that yeah, he's doing what he can and you know, maybe if some of the boys around him actually followed suit, we might might be a little bit higher up the table. Yeah, I agree. Um, did you hear, did you see Justin Holbrook's press conference? I, I couldn't watch it. I I've watched every one, but I sort of I took your advice that it's the same old, same old. And oh I, no, 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 no! It wasn't same old, same old. It was. I wasn't. Weird. No, no, no. He um, he pretty much threw all the players under the bus. So one, I can't remember who asked her. Said, "Oh, um, what do you think the the other players in the team should do when when they see Tino playing like that?" And he's like, "Well, they should fucking play like him." Yeah. <laughs> Good on it. A bad time. Yeah, and then, like, you know what, what, what? You know what's it like having having Tino? He goes, "Oh, you know, I wish we had thirteen of them." <laughs> so, <laughs> Make life easy. Yeah, mate, he, he's pretty much sure I'm under the bus, but yeah. Yeah. But although did I hear something, sorry, Tommy. Did did I hear something about he reckons we were actually better this week? We're getting better. As I what he was saying in context, he was saying that um so when they come out, so at the at the start of halftime, I'll just bring up the score bug. Um so, yeah, at, at halftime, they come out straight away and score a try. And he's like, normally, for us, we'd let in three or four straight away because we've just got our head down. He goes, but we knuckled down and we got a try back and we sort of got into the grind and then we just sort of lost it a little bit. Nice. And then they scored another two tries and then we fought back and we scored another one. He goes, so even though we didn't win, those little periods are getting better. They're not great, but they're better. Right, right. I'm glad because I, I saw the quote or heard it talked about and I thought this bloke has lost his mind. But that 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 sort of brings it back a bit. That makes sense. But Yeah, I mean, it's round 14. You think that that sort of shit should have been ironed out by now. 
Yeah, well and truly. Man. I don't know, like, I don't know, there's much more to say on this, like, it's just... Okay, moving on to the preview. Uh, this Saturday, round 15, the Gold Coast Titans are taking on the Cronulla Sutherland uh, Sharks down there at Coffs Harbour. Um, get down there if you can. It looks like a fucking top stadium. Even though it's going to be filled with Sharks fans. Um, <laughs> the Titans are pretty much named... An unchanged side, save for Alexander Brimson, comes into the fullback, pushing Essen Masters the extended bench. They are exactly the same. Two through to 13, or 10, I guess, on the starting starting side. And the bench, and Jared Wallace retains his starting uh, starting front row spot over Mo. Uh, the bench is Tanner Boyd, Mo Fodawaga, Jamie Jones, Sam or Sonny. Extended bench is Jojo Fafita, Herman SASA, Aaron Booth. They're the only two or three I want to harp on because surely Herman's got to be close to getting another go. He was killing it when he was playing. Um, I don't know what Jojo's got to do to get a, to get a gig, and we've got to be close to Aaron Booth season. Yeah, no, it's. Um... Yeah, Jojo had that dominant dominant sort of performance in the Broncos trial and, um, you know, he's been sitting in the... Him and Booth have been sitting in the reserves for like six or seven weeks now. And every week you get the hope, you get the belief, you think, wow, this week he's going to pull the trigger. You know, Aaron Booth, he's been 18 man, 18th man two weeks in a row. Then I think Jojo was 18th man or something last week. You think, well, here we go. We're good. But no, he just he, he refuses to pull the trigger. And as you were saying, Tommy, um, before we went on air, like the Titans went on and on about his performance, Aaron Clark's performance at lock in that Cowboys game and, you know, you thought, shit, maybe they've actually finally opened their eyes. I hope Holbrook has, but no, no, let's, let's name Tino in the 13 again and keep Clark at nine. And yeah. now, now New Zealand picking Clark, it probably like Holbrook feels like he's been vindicated or something probably at home. Tonight. Well, we'll see where they're playing. They've got an actual coach in match, so he might actually do something. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe he might be smart enough to realise. So, um, but yeah, just out of words to just make one change, which was basically, you know, AJ coming back from COVID, like always going to happen. To that be the only change, wow, that, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just what messages are sending. Yeah. It, it it can change your culture too. Like it you know, if, if you get that ingrained, like at the start of the year, he got he went on and on about how, you know, no one's position's safe. Everyone's gonna be competing, battling for spots. Well, where when does that come into effect to like you know like what more does kevin proctor have to do to be in the side like (laughs) um you know he he always performs well against the sharkies i can't remember any dark incidents or anything so he's always always got a bit of bite 
Yeah, exactly. Adds a, adds a bit of, you know, it just sort of grips down on the mouth guard and gets yeah. to work. So, um, no, not, not afraid to sink his teeth into it. No, exactly. Couldn't have said it any better myself. He's, uh, he's, uh, I, I reckon we should just bring him on, just get him to sort of bite as many Sharks players as possible, yeah. take <laughs> him out of the contest, get him sent off and suspended. And uh, maybe that could be a sneaky tactic. I'll leave it up to the professional Holbrook, though, to come up with the tactics this week. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I just, yeah. I don't know, man. This is just, this, it's just pretty disheartening. When, you know, I was just saying before, it was round seven when he puts bloody David Fafita in the centres and he's like, well, we just got to try something. And that's like, he's not trying anything. Like, he's not actually trying anything he's, he's just it's the same shit and when he does try something it's like it's it's herbert for marju or it's Corey thompson for marju or it's you know fucking sami in the centers that's it like yeah i, I just don't like what like, whoa what <laughs> like, what do we got to lose for by trying it, like the season's fucked. The last place, like just give give Booth a go. See if he's got it in him. Give him a go. Like put put fucking if put put Tanner Boyd in at nine. Bring Booth in off the interchange. Leave Clark at at lock. You know, put fucking um, Jared Wallace in the on the bench, and, and and drop one of the other boys and. And just see, like, just try it. And and, and Tino can start in the front row, like. <sighs> yeah. Why is it always, uh, you just go back to that point, like it's always shuffling like Marju for Corey Thompson or, you know, put Paddy Herbert. Like, and why is it always the players that, I mean, in most people's eyes, the players that get dropped or seem to get punished are the players that actually they're the ones having a go, having a yeah, go. Yeah. Like, like we go back to Mo, he gets dropped to the bench. Like, why? You know, why has Greggy Marjorie been sitting on the, you know, sitting on the bench getting cold for five or four or five weeks instead of Brian Kelly, for example, or Paddy Herbert or yeah. Jermaine Azarko? Like there's three or four wingers you'd have below Marju in the pecking order. Like it just does not make sense to me, the the players that, you know, whether it's punishment or not, but it seems to be like even Herman SASA, like he, he's not going to be the difference between a win or loss, but he, he come in and I think it was the Roosters game. He came in, he was really strong off the bench, added a bit of impact and, you know, plays a game or two and then gets dropped back, you know, you're like... Yeah, like, and he wasn't like, he didn't do anything wrong. He just, no. they just like, they just got, they just sent him back to reserves, like, Strange. Yeah, and as you said, Tommy, like, you know, although he didn't have a great game last week, but Paul Turner dominating for how long in the Q Cup and Jojo Fafita being playing really well in the Q Cup and yet they don't get a look in until round 14 at the earliest, possibly not even then if, if Fafita is in a late, late inclusion. Yeah. That's just... Yeah, it boggles the mind, man. 
It just boggles the mind. And then, like, you know, what's what's that whole what's that old saying? Like, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting a different result each time. Like, we're putting out the same fucking team every fucking week and wondering why we're losing. Yeah, that's it. Um, I I just don't know what to make of it. I I really don't. And like I've said on here, I think tonight and on Twitter, these are the reason why I feel a lot of us fans are calling for Holbrook to go because you can't keep trying. Like, I don't know how to put it into words. It's just frustrating. It really is. And what makes it more frustrating for me was when we first announced Holbrook back in um, 2019, right? I believed, and I think majority of the fan base believed, we were getting in this guy who wasn't going to take bullshit, who was going to weigh out the guys who did and didn't want to be there. And he did that to his credit in the first season. You know, Shannon, they got Shannon Boyd to medically retire. Bryce Cartwright pissed off, you know, and then the following season, we, you know, managed to get, you know, guys like Mitch Ray, Tyrone Peachy off the books. Um, you know, and it just, it just felt like the coach that we've needed for some time, that guy is just going to come in and, you know, and now, like we, like you said, Anthony, at the start of the year, it was, oh, everybody has to find a better place. It's the most bullshit statement I've heard in years. And we've had Garth Brennan as coach for two for two years. And how much shit do we have to put up with him? It just, it just feels like we're going back to that now. Yeah. Where the same shit, and well, that's, that's a good example. I remember when uh, 2018, Garth's first year, uh, when we had Elgie, you know, he had no problem dropping Elgie, but wouldn't drop Bryce Cartwright. And I remember a specific match against Storm where Bryce Cartwright just puts his hands up and lets Kevin Munster walk in a score. And that's what it feels like now. For the guys who should be getting dropped aren't. And we and you both of you boys said this just a couple minutes ago. Those who play well or try are the ones who are getting punished. Yeah. And there's so many other issues in the squad and, you know, you're fucking hell. Just do something that's different. Like, if, if Holbrook had put in Jojo for feed up this week, um, fuck, um, there's a kid, there's another kid in, Cup. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I know you. Pierre um, Khan. Yeah, Khan Pereira. Yeah. Fuck, bring him in for a Sarko. Do something. If he had done that, I would have been okay. You know what? He's trying something. But as far as I'm concerned, this week, if we don't get a result, and I'm not talking about a or a tight loss, I'm saying if we do not win, that has to be it for Holbrook. He's picking the same crap. Every week, but that's not changing. It's just not. And it's just so frustrating. And like I said, he's not the only issue at the squad. And like we've touched on it so many times tonight, there's so many players in the squad that are not performing to this level. 
And like, just trying to think, when, when I was playing juniors, like when I was playing rugby league for my school and soccer, football, um, out of school, like, like I don't want to make that comparison. In fact, you know, junior sport is the same level as first grade, but every coach I had always told us that if you come from that field knowing that you haven't given everything you could, you should be disappointed in yourself. Yep. Yep. And this was getting built into me as a 16-year-old, you know? And for me, my mindset, when I, again, I, I just, again, I don't want to make it seem like, I'm, you know, 16-year-old sport compared to first grade is on the same level because it's not. But every time I went onto the football field, it was, okay, we're playing this fucking amazing side but that's not going to put me off playing every single minute to the best of my ability. And that's the mindset you need in sport. You can't have this mindset of, oh, you know, things are getting hard, so I'm going to throw a towel. And no, that's not your mindset. If you're playing sport and you're playing it at a competitive level, whether that be first grade, playing some cup, New South Wales Cup, fuck, junior. But if you're in a competitive league, playing competitively every single week, that's the mindset that you need to have. I'm going to give every single ounce, every single minute, every single week. No, no, if, buts, whys. And if you come off that field disappointed in yourself, in your game, you know you haven't done enough, you haven't you know, given everything you can. That's the mindset. And this is the thing that pisses me off about this club for so long. Every single time something goes against us, oh, just wave the white flag and give up. Yeah. Oh, but then when we get a penalty, oh, shit, now we'll try. Now we'll put in a bit of effort. No. You've got to try from every single instance. There's going to be games where things don't go right, okay? And it could be demoralising. I get that. But as long as you're out of that field and there's time on that clock, there's still a chance and you still have to perform the entire game. You have to have some backbone. And it's easy for me to sit here and say this because I'm not a professional player. I'll never be a professional player. I'll never bullshit anyone like that. But damn, anybody can tell if this team has no backbone. And it sucks to see. It yeah. really sucks to see. If we even had... And someone made a really good point. If we were to play the Bulldogs right now, we would get smacked. Not because Bulldogs have a better side, but because they're resilient, because they show a bit of passion. They show a bit of heart in, in attack and defense. You know, and we want to continuously do every single thing the easy way. We want to spec teams like we were last year, 13 plus. Newsflash, that's not how this game works. You know, and Oh, fuck. I just, I don't yeah, know. You've got to roll the sleeves up, mate. you got to, like, you got to earn your, you know, the, as they say, all the commentators say, you got to earn your right to play footy. you got to earn yeah. your right to play to play with the football ball, getting in and doing the hard yards. Yeah. Yeah, we've spoken about boys for weeks now. Like, this is, this sadly isn't a group that, which you need to do in footy, no matter what level. As you said, Tom, we're not the group, this, 
team does not want to fight to change the momentum or make up for mistakes, you know, like any other side, or, you know, at least 10 other sides, 12 other sides, they make an error. They want to bust their ass. They want to force an error back and try and, you know, change the game and, and bring the momentum back on our side. You know, this bunch of soft cocks, like we make an error and we just absolutely crumble into ourselves and we, we couldn't care less. We'll, we'll let them score a try and hopefully kick off and hopefully they make an error, you know, like there's no, there's no will, there's no desire to try and put on a big shot and, and you know, and, and try and, bring the game back into our favour. We, we've said it all year. We look for the easy options, the shortcuts, and we just seem to think that rugby league is being, you know, for 80 minutes, you're, you have the momentum. Like, that's not how it works. That's not how any sport works. You have – you. there's going to be times of the game where you are dead and buried, you know, and you're fighting, fighting for your life, you know, on the field. But – we we just seem to just oh well we'll let in a couple of tries and hopefully we'll be able to make a comeback. Well, teams have you know smartened up. We we nearly stole a few few games earlier in the year by doing that, but it, it, it teams quickly smarten up to it and they're not going to let the foot off the pedal with us. They're going to keep going and um, yeah, we just no grit, no balls at the moment and. I don't know. I just, um, yeah, it's, it's one of the more disappointing groups, disappointing rosters I think I've seen in, in a long, long time at the Titans. Yeah, I mean, the roster, like, we, we go back to the start of the year, the roster, when we, were, we were just cheering about how good the roster was looking. But yep. just how they've performed this year, the, the, the absolute body of work they've produced this year has just been diabolical and it's like uh, I just don't know what else to say like <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just numb to it now um, you know we had um, good friend of the pod I'll keep him, keep him anonymous because uh, just in case he's got contacts that he doesn't want to get out of but he was uh, a friend of the pod and he, he's been speaking to um, a player after the, I think it might have been the Broncos game, or it might have been somewhere around that time anyway. And um, they were talking about Justin, they, and they said, "Look, he just, he's just too friendly. Like he's just too nice. He doesn't get up. He doesn't get up the players. He doesn't yell. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a hard bone in his body. And and you can tell, man. Like the whole club just has a soft underbody. Like." Soon as soon as shit gets goes bad, they, they know they're not going to get in trouble. They know they're not going to get fucking roused on by the coach. Like, <sighs> yeah, exactly. They're like, you know, it's yelling and screaming isn't everything. Like, you know, look at guys like Madge, for example. No, but it's, it's, it's accountability. Yeah, exactly. No, that's right. That's what I was going to say. It's 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 knowing that even though you're not, you know, you mightn't get yelled at in your face, it's knowing that if you don't pull your weight you're going to get punished. You're going to get yelled at. You're going to get called out. You know, like I think a couple of times I've heard the Storm storm players talk about um, video sessions, for example, and, you know, they'll talk about how 
in the middle of the video session, they'll make a player stand up and, and bellyache will absolutely give it to him in front of the group and call him out on a play he's done. And, you know, in front of the whole team, like I don't, from all reports um, with, with what you said there, Matt, and um, from what I've just heard on the radio and triple M and um, yeah, from other, other Titan sources, like it just seems like Holbrook's not that guy, you know, like, are our video sessions like that or our video sessions, you know, just sitting quietly and, you know, scribbling on a notepad. Like it just, you look at the difference with some clubs, for example, with the storm just then, and they make each other, as you said, accountable. That's, that's the main thing. Accountable's not Aaron Clark's been shit at hooker for 14 games. Now, hell let's pick him for another one, you know, like, yeah. there's a big difference between having a having belief in guys you know and and thinking they can turn it around aka toby sexton which i think is you know the belief in him has come true and has been shown justified but other guys that are getting shown faith they're not being called out on their crap and uh, yeah it's not acceptable to to know that no matter what you do on that field, it doesn't seem to change you being named in the team the following week. Like guys can do anything and they'll bloody get picked. Like what does it matter? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, I mean, like, well, and, and like the team's been named and as, we, as we've alluded to, you know, bloody KP's, there in the you know in the, in the extended bench, you just know he's like he's just creeping closer to a return, and that's just like that's just the sort of shit we've been talking about. You know, you got three guys on the bench here: 18, 19, 20, and Fafita, SAS, and Booth, who have all either proven themselves in with Herman to, to at least have an impact, or or should be at least be given an opportunity to have a go. But no, we'll bring Kevin Proctor in or we'll put Essen Masters in at fucking back row or on the bench or whatever. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, why is it so hard? Yeah, it just, it doesn't make sense really. And yeah, as you said, we've all, you know, you know, you rewind 12 months ago, you know, 18 months ago, where we're all celebrating Justin Holbrook and, you know, calling for him to be locked up for life and maybe not that severe, but, you know, to be locked, locked up long-term and, you know, we finally found the best coach we've ever had and just to see how far it's come and how far it's just plateaued. Like, it's just, it's terrible to see, so. The arse has fallen out of it. Like, it's just completely like. Yeah. Yeah, the cardboard box is fucking, it's a crumpled mess at the moment, like. And I don't see it. I don't see it changing. This is heading for a one-way course. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's only one result. Like whether it's <laughs> whether it's now, three weeks time, end of the year, or you know around ten next year. Like it's he's not going to be our coach in three years' time, unless for some, unless they have an almighty turnaround this year and win every game. And, and you know, finish ninth again, and then next year go on a tear, and, and the top four by round round ten. But I can't see that happening. Yeah. Uh, and like, did you see? 
in the in the news last week too, there's all these um, get out clauses for the Titans. Have, have you know? Yeah. You know, you know, you know, the coach is in trouble when when contract little nuances of the contract start getting put out in the media. They're like, oh well, you know, we've got these fucking, we've got these performance clauses. <laughs> like, yep. Yep. It all starts getting uh, mysteriously leaked, but. Yeah, I did see that. I, I can't remember the exact thing, but yeah, I remember it saying, you know, basically if yeah, his winning record isn't good enough, the club can sort of avoid a payout. So like, you know, Justin's backed himself, obviously. I, it seems uh seems very risky for an NRL coach to uh agree to those clauses, but he's he's backed himself and you know, from all all evidence on the table right now. It's um, he's taken the punt and he's lost out. So it's just that thing, you know. Whether, as we said, it's heading for one way, and it's it's whether the club wants to, you know, do do you finish out the year and see how we go next year, or do you pull the trigger now so we can get you know fr- fresh start next year, like. What does the club want to do? It's it's all on their their shoulders. So, according to the the ABC, ABC presenter, um, I think it's Zane. I can't remember his last name, but Zane Bojack, yeah, that's him. Yep, yep. He he said I uh, spoke to some Titans um, higher ups, and they they said Holbrook's very safe. He's not in danger. So hopefully that's the old you know full support of the board. Maybe. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, as I said, heading for one way, but it's just when the club wants to pull the trigger. I, I just, I don't know. I hope for a miraculous turnaround, but at the same time, is it worth, you know, sort of fucking up another year next year if, say, we sack him mid-year next year? Like, that's a whole nother year wasted when yeah. maybe we could have started fresh. That's, so. And that's David Fafita's walk year. Yep. Uh, Plus, you know, having, I don't know, I don't know the rest of the contract is like, but you know, we've got a lot of guys coming off the books in the next year or two. And yeah, I, th- I think if he's going to go, it's going to be in the next few rounds. If oh, so, what, what's our fucking draw? Let's have a look here. Um, I think we've got Newcastle next week, don't we? Or we've got the buy. Uh, yeah, I think so we've got, next week. We've, yeah, we've got Sharks, Sharks, then Newcastle, then the buy. Then the Broncos and the Dogs. So, if we haven't won a game by round nineteen, I reckon he's gone. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, well, it, it logically makes sense as well. Like you, we lose this week, and say we lose against the Knights, but you have to buy. I mean, that that's probably the prime position where you say, "Oh, look, got to go, mate." And, that's where you've got to really get the players as well to have a good long look at themselves and really think about what the hell they've done this year. Get yeah. on. But, like, in times gone by, like, it, let, let's say this was two years ago, right? I would be a bit more, like, uh, maybe we just let Justin say out the year. Because he had made the finals, obviously, so he has been, he had a bit of leeway there. But when there's guys out there right now in a coaching area that are 
looking to get a first first grade gig, it's a different story now. Yeah. Like two years two years ago, there wasn't that many coaches out there, but now if that you know Shane Flanagan's interested, you got uh, Cameron Serrano at Panthers, you got Christian Wolf, um, possibly Jeff Tovey. Like this guy's out there fucking coach. And I've proven. Yep. So the question's got to be asked. With, um, Jeff Tooby with uh, Kieran Foran. Right. Yeah. Like that, that's it. And Tooby's proven he can coach. I mean, you look at his record at Manly, his worst position was ninth. And, I didn't, and that was the year that we had the whole Cherry Evans backflip. And there is something I want to quickly say about that, but might bring it up but later on in the pod. But, you know, he's made a grand final. He's made the finals. Like, you know, and then you've got Shane Flanagan. You know, there's always that concern, and I said this in a, in a group chat, that my biggest concern is, you know, we win the premiership and then two years later we find out that the club's been using drugs and next minute the whole competition's been taken off us. But even then, he's proven he can coach a side. You know, and yeah, just like I said, if this was two years ago, I would be going, oh, let him see the year out and really have a, you know, look at, get them to really figure out what the hell went on. But when there's better options out there, it's getting to the point where you're like, uh, you've got to make a decision soon. You either stick with him or you get rid of him. That's, that's it. Yeah. You can't you can't keep waiting and seeing what happens. Like you've got to make a decision and it has to happen soon. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. No, whoever it is, just yeah, you know, just bring in a hard ass coach that'll, you know, whip these boys into shape and improve the defensive structures and yeah, that that's just just give us a team that at least we know they're busting their ass every week. Like we're not getting that at the moment. And yeah, it's bad enough to lose, but when you know you just there's just guys going out there just collecting a paycheck, it's even worse. So um but yeah, no, we you know, only played the Sharkies what four weeks ago. Um yeah, yeah, you asked me four weeks ago. I I really thought we were gonna win that game. Hmm. Um yeah, coming off the back of the magic round win and back at home and Sharky's had a few out and whatnot and we started the game really well, but yeah, we absolutely made a meal of that game. So fast forward four weeks and you ask me about this one, I yeah, I, I can't see us winning. It would take a miracle, no. that's for sure. Oh yeah, no, we're fucked. Yeah. Uh, if you're a super coach player and you have Talakai, I would highly recommend capturing him, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be dangerous. What's that? Um, That's Herbert and Azarko, if that stays yeah. like that. So, um, yeah. Talakai, Talakai Molotado on the left. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> yeah, may as well just uh, set up a few traffic cones that side, I reckon, that. That'll be about yep. our chance of stopping them. So, uh, like I said, we'd love to come on here. We'd love to say, you know, 
We'd love to joke around like old times, Maddie, and say Titans 13 plus, but I, I think that's out the window, that joke now. <laughs> oh, it's just not happening. <laughs> no, no. Conceding 13 plus, but... Um, yeah. Just, just, yeah, concede less, score more. That's right. I've said it all along. Uh, I said it last week. Um, you know, if we concede less than we score, we win this game, so... Yeah, just maybe I should be the coach. I'll throw that. I'll throw the hat in the ring, and we'll see. But that's, that's some that, that's some fucking brain genius stuff, mate. Honestly, it's sad that that's probably smarter than what Holbrook tells the boys. <laughs> that's that's showing something. So, um, I mean, it's up there, it's up there with your with your your bold prediction last week of whoever scores the most points is going to win. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Tom's uh, been missing out on this genius. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I listened to the podcast last week. Yeah, I was yeah. very intrigued. Yeah, yeah, he DM'd me, Tom did. He said, oh, you know what, you're totally right, mate. You're on the money. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take over the team next year. And um, who wants to be me, Jimmy Dimmick? Oh, no, we've already got the, mate, the Titan Six. Like, we'll, we'll get there, mate. We'll, 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 yeah. we'll announce it. We'll announce it at the end of the year once we've been named and, um, yeah, who, who the coaching staff are. and We'll be very surprised. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, watch, watch your space. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Anthony, have we got any Twitter questions? Yes, we have. We've got uh, plenty of questions this week and... Um... Yeah, just off camera, we were just saying this is probably uh, question time is probably the the highlight of the, the podcast at the moment. Um, yeah. Some of the questions bringing us a, at least a little bit of a laugh. So, um, yeah, no, thanks everyone for sending them in once again. Um, we'll start with uh, one from M. Jackson at Leprechauns11. Um he says, what players in the top 30 or 35 not used so far should we give game time to in the remaining games looking towards 2023? Well, we... Oh, sorry, mate. You go. Yeah, I was just saying, we touched on a couple. You know, obviously, you know, there's, there's Aaron Booth, uh, Jojo Fida, Khan Pereira, um, you know, like, there's, there's a couple of guys there that should be getting game time now, you know, and when you know your season's done, <sighs> fucking go for it. Just try something. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Charlotte Fuller have a go if um, Paul Turner doesn't work out. Um, even Tommy, the Tommy Weaver. But, yeah, it's... Um, just anyone, give anyone that hasn't had a crack. Give just get any young kid just some time out there, please. Yeah, just something. Yeah, it's one of those things, you know. Like, look at the Broncos. The last two years, like they've been absolutely shit ass, um, but they sort of gave some young kids some game time and got some, you know. As guys like Cronk and Benji have said, like it takes guys like 30, 40 games of NRL to even look comfortable in playing there week to week. So, the, you know, your season's dead and buried. There's nothing left to play for finals-wise or anything like that. 
this is when, you know, for me, you start start bringing through those young kids, getting some NRL games under their belt. And, um, yeah, for me, as we've, as we've been over, you know, I think Jojo Fafita and Aaron Booth, um, they're the obvious ones for me. Um, uh, Khan Pereira, he, he's, yeah, he's been talked up by the club for, you know, a year or two now, sort of coming through the system. A uh, bit of a speedster from all reports. So, you know, chuck him on a wing or, you know, another one they've sort of talked about highly is uh, Tony Francis. I think he's a centre. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, that, them sort of guys, you know, like, j- just give them a go, you know. E- even, you know, Jacob Alec, his second rower, like, bring him off the bench for 15, 20 minutes one week, you know, like, Give him a taste of first grade, see what he's like, and yeah, you know, just what have we got to lose? That's that's pretty much what we've all three of us been saying all night. Like, you know, just we've got nothing else to play for. So, but yeah, it, at least bring a bit of joy, even if you're losing games. At least bring a bit of joy seeing these young kids. You know, having yeah, having a, a crack, and- yeah, having a crack, having having a good moment or two, you know, making a big tackle or a big break down the middle, you know, like that's the sort of stuff where, you know, it sucks. You can't be celebrating a win or a finals appearance, but at least seeing that sort of stuff, yeah, gives you a little bit of joy watching the footy every weekend. So, um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll move on um, to our, our good mate, Trent. Uh, he's, He's trying his best to stay positive at the moment. Uh, he's trying to be the manifesto that we that we love, but uh, it's getting hard for the poor bloke. Um, Eddie, he asked us, "Are you guys sad that Jared Wallace is leaving us?" Um, short answer: No. Long answer: No. <laughs> <laughs> that detailed enough, Trent. Look, he's given us some pretty good moments, whether it be crushing over for a try or, you know, taking an intercept and trying to run to the try line while getting chased down by Andrew McCulloch. Um, (laughs) But, look, at the end of the day, he's going to get a pay, pay deal at Dolphins and, yeah. It's sort of like, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to put it. It's sad, but it's not. Ah, look, it's not like he's, it's not like he, he come through the ranks. It's not like we got, we lost, um, bloody Ryan James or something like that, you know, like, yeah, it's, 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 he's just a guy who came down from the Broncos, got his money, played okay, reignited his career. Now he's going somewhere else. Thanks. Let's see ya. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's fair enough. Like, you know, if I could copy and paste or replicate 2021 Jared Wallace or, you know, Magic Round Jared Wallace, if I could copy and paste that every week and he consistently perform like that, bloody, he'd be a solid player, you know? Like, he, he has his moments and, you know, God bless that chainsaw celebration every time he, he crashes over <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, that's no, it's just unfortunately it's too far, few and far between. And at the end of the day, you know, it frees up what five, six hundred grand in our salary cap that you know we desperately need, obviously at the moment as it shows. So um, yeah, no thanks for the for thanks for the memories, Jay Wall. Um, you just brought back that moment, Tommy of. Him and Andrew McCulloch having a foot race at <laughs> that was another great year for the Titans. I think that was 2019. So our wooden spoon year. So um yeah. No, it's one way it's sad to see him go, but no, I think right call by the club and yeah, let's move on and yeah, get get some more consistent players, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh on to Callum. Our good mate Callum Malaki. I think I've got that right. I'm pretty sure that's what he said, wasn't it? No, 100%. That's exactly what it was, yes. That's exactly what it was. Our good mate Callum Malaki. Um, he says, how do you boys keep getting yourselves up to do these pods? If the team had half your commitment, they would be doing well. Cheers, mate. Um, well, one, I'm a sadist. Um, so that's, you know. After this, I'll just sort of release the belt buckle from my neck and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's behind the scenes, the stuff, you know. Yeah, that's why, that's why the Zoom's not recorded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. No, nah, mate, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's um, turning up every week and, 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 you know, trying to find, trying to be positive and trying to find uh, and trying to produce content is uh, pretty tough when these boys are just fucking dog shit. <laughs> yeah, they make it hard sometimes. A lot of the time. Well, they've, they've made it hard for 11 out of the 14 times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that, they are really making me consider drinking again at this point. Like, <laughs> bro, I haven't. Two years sober and I'm starting to think, oh, shit, maybe I should get back into drinking. He's the pain. <laughs> That's what the Titans do to you. It's friggin' it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, see, see, Titans uh, boys, you're pushing a pushing a young man back to the drink. It's funny. Oh, it's um, yeah, it's it's hard to get up every week for it. Um, but yeah, it, it's good to good to vent a little bit. I think you boys would agree. It's good to get it off your chest a bit. The um. Yeah, the partners or kids or friends, you know, they'll only cop so much. So at least us three can sort of bitch to each other for a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's yeah, but um, a yeah, couple of good questions from uh, he's he's become a good friend of the show, Len Bretta. Um, these are these are ridiculously good questions. Um, I, I don't know how he thinks of them most times, but. Um, we'll go to his first one. He says, you're reading a headline in the weekend papers and you've never been happier. What headline are you reading and what are you doing to celebrate? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I don't know. Jeez. You go first, Anthony. You would have read it. And yeah. It yeah, I'll... I'll... I'll lead the way. Honestly, at this point, I'll just take a, a, a Titans win, you know, <laughs> a big spirited win. You know, 
against the odds, whatnot. But um, no, I think the one that would make me happiest at the moment is, you know, I hate to uh, hate to you know ask for blood, but Holbrook has been sacked and Shane Flanagan or Jeff Toovey or one of these guys has been brought in straight away um, for next year. So honestly, that would be my hope at the moment. Yeah. For me, it's pretty similar. Um, you know, wake up and see that Holbrook's been sacked and a man can train, but to say now, but to say now, Henry back as the coach. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh look. I, I'm gonna cut to our realization. He's never gonna come back. He's never gonna come back, which sucks. But I can dream. Uh, but no, nah, I think Graham Fairfordy. You know, don't want to see guys get sacked for. You know, obviously they've got job and families and whatnot. But at the end of the day, you know. Don't, don't do your job well. Well, happens in anything, really. You get sacked and very you get replaced by someone better and hopefully the Shane Flanagan or Tuvi. Yeah, I think my headline that it, that it may be sort of do cartwheels would be that Jim Dimmick has been announced as the immediate coach of the uh, Canterbury Bulldogs uh, for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's... His first job as coach is signed Kevin Proctor to a five-year deal. <laughs> Bring a bit of experience over to win. That, that would, man, I, I would probably, you almost get me doing naked cartwheels down the main street. <laughs> Tell the neighbours to watch out. Uh, yep, get, get the TikTok going. <laughs> yeah, it'd be world famous. Bad life titans <laughs> uh, on the front page of the career now. Yeah, yeah, need as well. But um, I'll I'll add a couple of a couple of um, other ones. Um, I've heard the Cleary family is a bit homesick. They're I think they're Gold Coast residents originally. So yeah, yeah, mate. Um, I used to see Nathan um, kicking around at Parkwood. Yeah, quite a lot. So. Yeah, so he, you know, a bit of rumours. He's uh he's a bit homesick. So Nathan and Ivan are heading back to the Titans. Back where they belong, um, and yeah, the uh, what else could we, you know, the maybe the other fifteen teams have been caught over the salary cap, and um, <laughs> we get our first maiden premiership by default. Wouldn't that be um, the most Titans thing ever? <laughs> yeah, we can only dream. We can only dream. But. Um, all right. Well, it, it, the next one's a bit of a doozy, so you might have to. I might have to repeat myself here, but also from Lombretta, uh, he says, "All right, you can clone Tino, but there's a side effect. The cloning of Tino creates a defect. For every thirty minutes of Tino, you get fifty minutes of Kevin Proctor. Can this work <laughs> to your advantage? And how many bear you clone?" How many, how, many, how many 30 minutes of Tino's does it take to win a game? That also has to deal with 50 minutes of, of Kevin Proctor's. <laughs> this is too much maths for a Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you had, if, you, if you, I mean, if you, let's just, if you had 17 Tino's giving you 30 minutes, four of them are on the bench. So if you could put them on the bench for their 50 minutes of Kevin 
lose and have the 30 minutes of Tino's for the rest of them. And then when and you could almost just manage it, you could almost you could almost make it you could almost make a 17 of 30 minute Tino's. <laughs> it's just a 17 of 50 minute Proctors is gonna be fucking dog shit. <laughs> is the 30 minutes of 17 Tino's enough to counteract the 50 minutes of Proctors? It feels like at times we often play like that anyway. Like we joke about yeah. we have that 30 minutes of good good footy and then 50 minutes of just shit. So maybe we're already uh, subliminally mentally playing like that at the moment. Does that, that, but does that mean that like the original Tino um, also suffers the, the, um, the fucking um, the floor? Or does yeah. the original Tino just stay Tino? Yeah, like he he was in the room. So you could have sixteen. So you could have you could have one eight minute Tino, and then the rest, and then sixteen, um, sixteen fucking <laughs> sixteen yeah. halfies. Half yeah, 16, 16, 30 minutes, thirty fifties. <laughs> Uh, and and do they all have um, the mullet? That's another question you have to ask yourself. Do they all have? Pure mullet to climb. That's it. Yeah, it, it'd be the yeah. first time in history you'd think. I I'm not going to fact check it, but it might be the first time in history there's 17 in the same bloke. Uh, look, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you're, you're correct. Yeah. Um, possibly even the first ever human climb. So. To do it seven, 16 times, fucking look out. Keep your eyes peeled, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement. You just friggin' clone 17 of them and hope for the hope for the best. And um fuck it, let's let's make it 18. Let's put him up in the coaches box. We'll get Yeah, well, I was gonna say the only thing you do if you if you got 17 Tinos, you you've got to trust Holbrook to manage the rotations yeah it's not so that you don't have 17 50 minute proctors out there yeah not happening he's putting all of the proctors on at once <laughs> he's putting he's actually you know we'll have to do 16 because he'll still have Aaron Clark at hooker so, <laughs> so may as well just do 16 yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, and, and Osaka will be goalkeeping oh yeah that's right maybe it'll be like the NFL we can just bring him on to just just kick goals, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. That's there we go. Peter Valandis, you're listening. Let's make a real change. So um I saw the shine. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> right. But um yeah, and we'll go to the last one. Our mate Braden J. Brady. Is Holbrook deliberately tanking for draft picks? Yes. Yes, yeah. we're getting the uh, first round draft pick this year. Um and I think I'm pretty sure we've selected Kieran for him. <laughs> the young kid from California. Yeah. <laughs> With our first overall pick, we've selected Kieran Ford in the veterans pool. Yeah. Oh, just what we yeah. just what we wanted, just what we needed. Just, just how they just how they wrote it up. Yep, that's it. That's long term thinking. <laughs> Oh, but um, yeah, no, that's all the questions for this week. So, yeah, once again, thanks for everyone for sending them in, and Lambretta for keeping us on our toes with um, you know, big questions for 10 p.m. on a Wednesday night. So, um, 
Yeah, keep sending them in every Wednesday, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I just, just wanted to touch on something that I forgot in the news. Um, just finish finish the show on a bit of a bit of a good news um, story. Um, Tremaine Spry is back at the club, um, back at Titans HQ, doing light duties after his incident uh, earlier in the year. Um, Tremaine Spry's returned Titans HQ in good spirits after recovering from an off-field incident earlier in the year. Being given the green light to resume light duties on the training field, the 22-year-old has begun a modified program under extended training trial deal with an intent to return to contact training and gameplay by the end of the year. Spry, who is of Torres Strait Island descent, will also help deliver education and wellbeing programs across the Gold Coast and Northern Rivers areas through the Titans community team. Titans Chief Executive Steve Mitchell is glad to see Tremaine back at training. Alongside his work with our high-performance staff to return to full fitness, I'm really excited to see Tremaine with the opportunity to be out and about making a difference among our regions, helping deliver key education and wellbeing programs with the community team. It's great to have him return as, and as great to return and us as a club to be able to support him through his recovery as he aims to be back playing at the game we all love. Our purpose is to make our communities proud and it's great for Tremaine to use his influence as a player to help with the key messaging in Titans community programs as he continues his recovery. Spry will continue to work with the club with the hope of returning to the field in the new year. So well done Tremaine, um, pretty awful stuff that he's been through and um, we, um, we were just saying earlier in the week that, um, you know, what, what happened to him was, was tragic for, for him, obviously, but also sort of throwing a spanner in the works for us too. Having, you know, he, look, he was looking really good at the start of the year, so um, good to see him back and hopefully he makes a full recovery and we get to see him running around, if not at the end of the year, for next year and he's fit and firing and pushing to get back in, into the first grade side. Yep, 100% agree. Great to see him back on the paddock um, after something so serious. And, um, yeah, not just not just on the field, but off the field too. Good to see him healthy and well. And, um, yeah, and then on the field, ho- hoping to see him back. And um, always been a big fan after that 2020 season. I thought he was so underrated for us. And, um, yeah, seems like a good young man, so... Fingers crossed we'll see him back on the footy field doing what he does best. Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third. Very good. All right, I think that'll just about wrap us up. Um, there's not much more we can say about this fucking club. Um, <clears throat> thanks again for listening in. <laughs> we really do appreciate it if you're sticking with us through this. Um, thanks again for listening. And uh, don't forget, you can interact with us at Bad Life Titans on Twitter, uh, myself uh, at Hammers H4MMERZ with Anthony at GC underscore Anthony and Tommy is at Jetso underscore 10. And don't forget our uh, good friend, The Biggest Tiger and the Sports First Friend podcast. Good luck this weekend, guys. Just whatever. It is what it is. Just prepare for more sadness next week. Hope you have a good weekend and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone. Have a good weekend. Go easy, boys. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember... 
Social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people. We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people. Try your third.